Why are the price of roofs going up for a homeowner right now? The price of roofs for homeowners is definitely going up a ton right now. In our area, the average square to get installed, you're looking at about six to $800 a square. A few years ago, you were about 400. Well, there's a lot of facets to that question. The main one is uh, the manufacturer is doing price increases. Hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown, and this is the Hook Better Leads Podcast. And today I have Kyle Van Boxel from Van Boxel Building Supply. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing pretty good today. How about yourself? We're talking about roofing price increases, and we're going to give you a little bit of why this happened for homeowners, but we're also going to talk about it for roofers and how to combat it. Because ultimately... We do have some control, even though it does feel like we don't have any sometimes. So we're going to try to help you get a little bit more control through this podcast. But Kyle, can you give me just a two-minute background of yourself and the company and why you're an expert, essentially, in these roofing price increases? Oh, most definitely. Um, so yeah, I'm Kyle Van Boxel out of Chardon, Ohio here. Uh, I'm the owner of Van Boxel Build and Supply. We primarily do roofing products, underlayments, ice and water, synthetic nails, that aspect. Uh, we kind of try to skip distribution, try to break the, uh, the status quo, the common model, and try to get a ton of people's hands out of the market. So right now when you buy a product, regardless what it is, roofing, any type of building material, you're buying from the a distributor or even the end contractor but by the time the contractor gets that product he's buying it from a distributor that distributor might be buying it from a national distributor then from there it's going to the manufacturer you have four to five different people pulling profits out of that same product so what we're trying to do uh, is manufacture the products and sell it direct to the end user so we're trying to take uh, a lot of the hands out of it try to give the end user the best price try to give the contractor the best price um, on every product we do, we try to do that on. There is ways to combat the uh, price increases. Every product is happening, especially the roofing industry is just getting beat up those last couple of years. Everybody's getting those letters in the mail from the distributors. Another 10% price increase, another 15. I mean, for example, today the average square dimensional shingles, you're looking at about $120. As were three to four years ago, you were able to get it for $75. So, I mean, that is a massive, massive increase. And at the end of the day, um, you know, the homeowner is the one that's going to be paying for so, it. Give me, like, the so. couple-minute version of, like, why, like why? Is, why are the price of roofs going up for a homeowner right now? What is the real cause of that? Is it greed? Oh, so that's kind of a multi-tier question. The price of roofs for homeowners is definitely going up a ton right now. Um, in our area, the average square to get installed, you're looking at about six to $800 a square. A few years ago, you were about 400, but there's a lot of facets to that question. The main one is, uh, the manufacturer is doing price increases. The manufacturer might be increasing the price of shingles five to 10% reason why raw materials are going up. Inflation's going up. You see that across the board, but what has happened extra here? If the price to the distributor is going up, you know, let's just say 5%. From the manufacturer, the distributor is then up in the price on average uh, 10, 15%. It is not that average 5% increase down the board. It does definitely snowboard, uh, snowball. By the time it gets down to the installer and the end user, they're looking at a 25% increase on that simple 5% increase to the manufacturer. So at the end of the day, the homeowner is uh, definitely paying a lot more than they need to be paying for the same product. The homeowner's watching this right now. It's not just like your contractor's greed. 
You know what I mean? Like, he's not sitting there just counting all of his money. Although, you know, they should be successful. They, it's, it's an important thing to be able to complete, right? Your roof is very important. So that's partly the reason that it's expensive. It's always been somewhat expensive to get a roof, uh, you know, comparatively to different items for a long time at least, right? It's not just that contractor who's trying to gouge you. Like, it's, it's really like it, it does come from... You're saying the manufacturer, but the manu let's say a, a shingle company, like examples of shingle companies, not examples of gouging ones, but you got GAF and Owens Corning are kind of big ones. Certainty is maybe three, mm -hmm. you know, you know, we got those, there's like, oh. those are the people that make the shingles that go on the roof. And then those people, certainly their, you said their materials, the raw materials and inflation are other things. So it's not just contractor greed. It's not just manufacturer oh. greed or supplier greed. We got to go back also to those other things, right? The, the raw materials have gone up. Is that true? Oh, most definitely raw materials. They have went up. Um, when you're getting to the homeowner aspect, like you were mentioning, it's not the contractor just trying to gouge them on prices. Exactly what you said. The contract contractor is also getting gouged from their suppliers, um, the distributors, we see the biggest increase with distributors on proportional. Um, but then you get back to the manufacturer. For example, the granules on shingles, there is a shortage right now. The price of those are going up. They're trying to get that under control. So there is shortage on materials. Back to the root root cause here. Why is that going up? The big thing comes down to inflation. And 2020, although it was, you know, three, four years ago, we are still, still seeing the ripple effect of the supply chain that was messed up from 2020. All these factories trying to get back in par. A lot of them ramped up production a ton in 2021, 22, beginning of 23. Now a lot of them hit production. Um, they had to back back off. They had too much product sitting there, weren't able to move it. And they're hitting kind of the downward flow of the production. Um, where that comes in for granules, for example, there was a huge stockpile of granules about uh, a year ago, and for whatever reason, they just quit making them, whether it was to raise the price later on, who knows. Right now, there's definitely a shortage of granules. They went into producing something else they were able to make more money of, and the granules are what goes on the shingle itself that gets the colored on um, the very top coat, so it's a major component, um, but a lot of it kind of comes down to price control on it as well. So they don't want too much on the market, and they don't want uh, wow. too little on the market. Can we let's okay? Let's switch gears to talk a little bit more to the home or the the contractor yeah. here. Um, contractors, there are ways to kind of try to combat this, but let's before we get into that, I want to I want to note that contractors are frustrated. You're not the only one, right? Like. We see it right in all the the roofing Facebook groups where they're like they're frustrated. They're 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 putting the picture of the email, the letter. Um, hey, our prices are going up seven percent or whatever from insert your favorite shingle company or your, or your least favorite or whatever. Yes. Right. And then half the people in the comments are saying like, "Don't worry about it. Just pass it down. You're you get a percentage on this." So everyone's passing it down. And then they're getting a percentage and it like, it just gets to that spot where it does affect homeowners apprehension to purchase, right? Like the higher our price goes, which, you know, I'm one of those, I, our services are expensive and I've, I've tried to be the top end of customer service. And, but at a certain point, there's like a, there's a barrier 
and and I mean for you or I it might feel a little different but there is a spot where like homeowners start to say no right like no we're not we're just exactly your close it shows up in close rate a little bit and I'm not saying to blame prices for close rate that is a weak salesperson thing to do but you certainly need to find that right comfy price spot where it's high that you can include customer service and low enough that like you're not there should be a couple people above you in the market right pricing wise ideally if even if you're good at sales so how can contractors kind of like try to keep this low <laughs> So, I mean, the way that contractors can get the competitive advantage on the products, um, one step. So typically what you talked about was, you know, the high bids usually knock out the high bid, the low bid, go with somebody in the middle. Usually a reason why. But there is a way to be in the middle and still have that high bid profit. And that is controlling where you get your products from, controlling how you buy your products. And there's definitely multiple ways to do that. Um, for example, the company that I started that we have, we sell in bulk, which not everybody could buy in bulk. But uh, we sell uh, pallet quantities shipped to you. On average, the roofers are saving 40%, 50% on material. Reason why, we're skipping the distribution, going direct. And that's a great option. Uh, there's us. There's one or two companies like us. Um, shingles are the only thing we do not sell. Unfortunately, the mills to get those factories going are extremely expensive. So we do not do shingles. We do all other roofing accessories and underlayments. And I was excited about because you can do branded underlayment and you can do as little as one pallet for 3K or somewhere around there. So that to me is very exciting because I want, if I was a contractor, I want the brand and the color on the underlayment. Um, and I think that that's a very good price and a very nice minimum it's not that crazy expensive to get 3K of underlayment that's branded to you, which I think is really cool. Um, but is there anything like they can do? Sorry, I want to, we'll leave a little bit more of that like Van Boxel focused stuff towards the end. I don't want to get crazy. Oh, yeah. Into that. I want to be valuable to exactly. the audience as much as we possibly can. And my question is is there any like negotiation that they can do um, as a roofer to, and who would they be negotiating to? Are they are they negotiating to their manufacturer or their supplier? Like who are they, or, or both? Um, so most definitely you can always negotiate your orders, your prices. Um, you're gonna be negotiating not only with your supplier, but with the manufacturer, depending on the size of your company. For example, we deal with contractors all over the board, the little guy, the big guy. They tell us their prices they're getting from uh, the distributor and manufacturer. If you are big enough, you're able to uh, negotiate with the manufacturer through your distributor. So your salesman will be negotiating with the manufacturer, they say on your behalf. And you could, yeah, it's a, you could lock in rates, lock in quantities. Um, you're definitely able to do that. <clears throat> but even for the smaller guys. A couple million, are we talking 10 million plus? Um, typically a couple million dollars. If you're able to buy shingles by the truckload, be able to buy anything by the bigger quantities, you could go direct to the manufacturer. If you're uh, not able to buy by the truckload or you know bigger quantities, go with your distributor. Say, hey, we are probably going to do X amount of roofs a year. What price can I use for you know product A? Um, and take it from there, and they will help you out when they can. Them against each other. I think that there's a danger to that because there's only so many. Uh manufacturers right there's only so many shingle suppliers and if you were rude you know they'll they all say it's it's your rep so some guy over here might hate this company 
I don't know. We're just using examples. Like you might hate GAF because the yeah. rep in the area is bad. Or they may be over here and they may hate Owens. Exactly. And, and they like, but the vice versa in different areas. And this guy says, my rep's really good. So it's kind of reps. But at the end of the day, you only have so many manufacturers of shingles until like maybe you've burned some connections. So you don't want to be like crazy hardcore negotiator with them, right? Or do you, do you kind of fight them against oh. each other? You definitely would try to fight them against each other a little bit. This is corporate America. America it comes down to money. Um, whatever they're going to do to get more money, get more sales. So you can go to, uh, you know, the shingle company A, say, hey, the price of shingle, shingle company B was this. Can you meet that? Do you have the same quantities? Definitely work against each other. And when you're talking about salesmen, uh, we run into a lot of people that buy the shingle not because of the shingle, but because of the salesman. It's somebody they can count on, somebody they can deal with, and regardless what they're selling, they're going to buy from them. But definitely pull other quotes to them. Um, with distributors, there's three and four major distributors in the United States. Definitely shop them all. Um, see who has the best price. Beacon. And what's the, is it Gulf Eagle Supply or is there any? Contractors love the catch-all because it makes every single one of their roof builds easier and more profitable. Protective netting wraps facade and landscaping to prevent from left-behind nails and damage. Homeowner referrals bring you more jobs and insurance supplements bring you more profits. But my favorite part, the branding. Yes, yeah, Gulf Eagle's a pretty good one. You have 84. Uh, lumber up there, a pretty good one as well. And then, uh, you know, a few smaller ones, but you're right, ABC, SRS, Beacon, they're the top three. I guess um, I'm kind of like, to what degree do you, do you kind of negotiate? Like, what, what level of, like, intensity are you, would you recommend negotiating with if, if they weren't, let's say, if they weren't going to get their stuff through you and they were to, because I want to cover this topic comprehensively, like, how would they do that and yes. what would they do? So there's multiple options for that. Um, we did talk about what, how big your company had to be to negotiate, go where they're at. Um, there's another aspect we haven't got into, and that is buy-in pools. Say if you have a company, you're doing a million a year, you have two other companies locally doing a million a year, you can go buy together. Get together if they're buddies, you're able to buy the material together, get that better uh, buy point. And it's your money. You have to be aggressive with your money. What it comes down to is the, uh, you know, the vendor-buyer relationship. At the end of the day, they are a vendor. They want your sale. I mean, you have to be remotely nice to them, but you have to tell them where you have to be to, in order to buy from them. They know there's other companies out there to buy from. It's not just, uh, I mean, you know, realistically, there's, what, six or seven major shingle manufacturers, but anyone will sell to you. At the end of the day, I mean, of course, there's one or two that might be a little bit better, but the homeowner, a dimensional shingle is a dimensional shingle. They put it on the roof. Anything made today, you're going to get 30 to 50 years out of regardless what brand it is and you have to negotiate you have to be rough on it um and more aggressive the better i might be a little different on that aspect we are a business owner we sell products we have some guys that come at us aggressive and you know we try to give the best price we can um and they're the same way um they want their quarters to look better if they're going to make uh you know a lot of money compared to no money or a little money to get the sale, they're going to make a little money just to have the sale. Because, like you said, you talk to a lot of contractors that have different price levels with the same company. My question is, what is the highest percentage difference you've seen? Like, are we talking like five percent? Are we talking about like thirty um, percent? Where it's like this guy's getting thirty percent cheaper shingles. 
So actually last week I had a conversation with somebody the other day. Um, this is a little bit more on the underlayment side, just to throw it out there. He is getting a, uh, an ice and water shield for about 35 a roll, A-grade delivered, which is, I have never heard of it. That chief showed us the receipt, sure enough was. There's a guy from him five miles away, exact same ice and water shield, 65 a roll. So is it same quantities. Um, when it comes, same company. And five miles away. His yard was five miles away, and he's almost 100% more than the other guy. I don't want to call anyone out here, but I wish I knew who was selling, because that's kind of crazy if it's that different. It is, but yet again, when they do that, um, he might be getting the cheap underlayment, but you go over and he didn't show us his shingle price. He didn't show us his nail price. At the end of the day, the bulk purchase is going to kind of equal out a little bit. Um, but they probably marked up another product on him to make him feel good about his ice and water shield being that cheap. But prices are all over the place. For example, with shingles, we ran into a company that was, uh, I want to say the one was 93 a square delivered, same exact brand. I mean, it was a different part of the state, but he was running 120 a square delivered. So that is 30, what, 35% different, exact wow, same shingles. I mean, that is huge. And that particular yeah, huge. case, they're like, this guy's getting delivered onto the roof or anything different? No, these were actually both truckload deliveries. So they went to the warehouse um, of the uh, roofing contractor. They unloaded the warehouse, and he would load it up on his own trucks and take it to his own job sites. So for the manufacturer or the distributor, super easy delivery. They just have to show up with a flatbed semi, get unloaded, go. Anything else? What else should we talk about to cover this topic completely? Because I understand that there's a lot of pain and frustration from contractors who are trying to offer decent pricing to their homeowners. They are distressed. We're all distressed with inflation. Okay. So that's something that honestly the manufacturer can't fix the, the, but like, the joke is that like inflation goes up 5% and the price goes up 10%, right? So like it's kind of feels like an excuse sometimes to, mm -hmm. to raise prices. Can, can we just ask to the people that are doing the inflation, can we just ask that you don't, please? <laughs> How do we stop it? How do we stop this? Like, is there any way to stop this big yeah. upward increase that's ha been happening, especially the last couple of years? Oh, you are definitely right. Um, how it's not proportional inflation from uh, the U.S. dollar going to the job sites. I would say 10% inflation in the roofing industry is probably a huge understatement. It is up much more than that. Well, that falls back to a few different issues. There was a major labor shortage a few years ago. People weren't able to bid jobs like they used to. Before you'd get out, you'd have a, you know seven or eight bids from roofing contractors coming out. You pick the best one. Even now, if you make a few calls around, you're lucky to get a call back from roofing contractors. There's still definitely a shortage of contractors. Well, the best way to fight inflation and to get the best price is get multiple bids. Have these companies know you have to work uh, you have to be competitive. You have to work together when it gets to the contractor aspect. Of course, the contractor's raw material price has went up, but profits have went up a lot with everybody as well. So do multiple bids. Do your homework. Um, try to figure it out that way. But for fighting inflation for the homeowner, that would be probably the best option. Fighting inflation on the contractor side. Is there anything that contractors can do to fight the inflation. yeah contractors definitely have more options than the homeowner the big is material cost uh labor cost you're not going to change much with that right now that's pretty well set in the uh nationwide material cost is all over the place do your homework on it um you know for example we we're talking about the underlayment we sell you're able to use it with most manufacturer shingle warranties as well 
um, try, try to find the best price if you're going direct to the distribution. There's multiple options, like yeah. we spoke on earlier, the buy-in pools with other companies. I know a few companies that took advantage. Could we, could we can go a little bit more. We can go into more into Van Boxel building supply at this point. So specifically, your guys' prices right now um, on ice and water, nails, and underlayment. Yeah, so right now for our uh, underlay or the synthetic underlayment, we have a few different options. We have our... Uh, like the good, better, best option. We're as low as $33 a roll delivered to the end customer for 10 square rolls with Miami-Dade certifications. Or if you want the ultra premium, the super thick, you're running at about uh, 50 a roll delivered to the customer for that. Nails, uh, we're as low as 27 a case. Ice and water shield, uh, we're as low as the low 30s on that as well. Um, so we try to compete it that way. Would you say that how do those compare to the normal prices? Obviously, the people listening to this know, and yeah. I don't. So how does that? So, uh, for that? example, with the synthetic felt, if you're looking for a, I guess, kind of a garbage product from the distributors, you're probably in the high 50s, low 60s. Um, we don't sell garbage. Everything we have is fully certified. It's a very good. It's not a Chinese product. Um, and then nails is something that is all over the place throughout the country. There's probably a $30 range for box of nails. Um, we're as low as 27, but you get to places out in California. Some of those are 85 to 90 a case. Um, in Ohio, we're about 50 a case. So you're saving about 20 a case. This is because you guys actually manufacture the product. That is correct. We do. We uh, fully 100% manufacture the synthetic. Um, the nails, we have teamed up with people on that. Um, so that is how we do keep the prices low. We, As I told you at IRE, I'm concerned about your personal income. How are you doing? We're fine, but we keep the overhead low. I mean, it's uh, we're staying busy right now. Um, yeah. I do have multiple businesses. I guess I have ADD when it comes to business. So with Van Boxel, yeah. um, we're trying to be where we need to be price-wise. We try to, uh, we don't have the huge markups, but we try to push product. So we make money in quantities. You're doing good though? Like what kind of car do you drive? I have now? a Ram pickup truck. Okay. You're good though. Your family's taking care of. Well, we're decent. Good? It's uh, we've been debt free before we started the business, so it's been uh, one of those. Oh, yeah. that's awesome! Great. And what are your other businesses? I'm actually, I'm kind of joking because I'm saying like these are such good yeah. deals. Oh, that I got gotcha. you. Yeah. About. Um. So actually, my wife has a hair salon. Um. I have a bunch of rental okay. properties. We have. Um. I have a bar, restaurant. Mm -hmm. uh, we have storage units. Bunch of uh, kind of random stuff out there. But uh, at the yeah. end of the day, the that's great, awesome. Real estate's Real estate's sweet. Like uh, everyone that's like crushing it, like the roofing company that I, a lot of my buddies that have great roofing companies, like they're encouraging me to start to get like some commercial real estate. Yeah, it's like uh, the area we're in is actually some of the cheapest real estate in the country. So we've always messed around with that. That's kind of how we got started. But uh, nice. yeah, definitely a few different things going on. I mean, our thing is we try to keep margins low, but we try to move quantities. And that's exactly what we've been doing. You know, if the prices are a little bit lower, you'll definitely sell more at the end of the day. The more you sell, cheaper we can get raw materials for. And it just kind of goes from there. We actually had two price decreases this year because our, quant our bulk purchasing went up. So, I mean, nobody's having price decreases. Join the future of roofing at offers.roofle.com. Stand out, save time, earn more. All right, well, anything else we should do to talk about anything else in your notes regarding um, why roofing is more expensive these days and how we can combat it and 
just roofing price increases in general. Anything else in your notes? Oh, uh, yeah. So that? a big part Maybe. of what the manufacturer is doing, they're doing market forecasts right now. They're pricing products now for where they think the market's going to go in six months to a year. But that doesn't take into effect hurricanes, doesn't take into effect any natural, doesn't wars. For example, the Suez Canal right now is shutting off a major supply chain. It's uh, to get a container from China to the United States is another about eight to ten thousand dollars per container to get it here. So stuff like that, they don't take into effect. So if they price their shingles, um, you know, a perfect world where it needs to be and one of these natural disasters or war, anything economical happens, they will jump the price of the products because they're not ready for it. They don't plan for the unexpected, unfortunately. And when you don't plan for it, the price goes up a lot. And everybody knows the price never goes back down. Mm. So right now you're seeing a lot of more uh, price increases, especially with the accessories. Not as much with the shingles, but nails, ridge cap, um, vent. Due to the Suez Canal being shut down, no companies can go through that. That's super interesting. Any other like newsy things related to this? Any like big things people should be looking out for? Are these going to happen oh, again? The only yeah. thing inevitable is price increases. So you know, next year something yeah, else yeah, is yeah, going to yeah, happen. Exactly. It's going to jump prices up, and you just have to find new ways to uh, better yourself. Where are we at in the cycle? Because was there just one with a bunch of... Because uh, we talked about the fact that manufacturers seem to align the price increases. This These people sent out an email two days later or the same day, there's another one. from, And, and that's, that's something that I think, like Dimitri's touched on before, like is it's not collusion technically but there's something going on behind the scenes why are they increasing prices together oh, most definitely anytime you do get that price increase exactly what you said you'll get two or three if you buy from multiple distributors they're usually with all in two weeks of each other but realistically if you do see your competitors raising prices whether you know it's not real collusion you'd be raising your prices too just to kind of be in line you see there's okay so that's what i think a lot of it is that not saying they actually go together collude they are competitors um but they're all going to be around. When when is that happening this year? Like, has that already happened? So or, uh, we're or, having clients that are already, yeah. I mean, we're just in the middle of February. We've had clients that have had two price increases this year alone, um, which is out. Yeah, Wait, not even what? the second month. And we have people, two price increases already. Is it usually at the beginning of the year? When does this normally happen? Like, when should we be anticipating the manufacturer, the shingle manufacturers, let's say, uh, price Almost increases? every year in January, there is one. And then when you get to uh, the peak riffing season right before, so March, April, they'll typically come over and say, hey, we're going to have a price increase as well. That way they can get that price increase on the uh, big influx. The one thing going to be a little bit different this yeah. year, usually this time of the year, all these manufacturers are stockpiling shingles, stockpiling accessories. They haven't this year. So right now they're doing it uh, you know, foot to mouth. As soon as they produce it, they send it out. Its production's been low. So it's definitely curious what's gonna happen come April, May. I do see another major price increase. Could be wrong, hopefully wrong, but I do see that coming. Okay. So very curious the way they do things over here. It's that whole, like the, the empires, the emperors, the the gods of roofing, you know, kind of uh, that whole restraining output to potentially increase price, right? Which is like, that happens in oil, yeah. right? Like, it's like these giant industries, they, they have a method to their madness up there, and we don't fully always understand that is it. 
exactly tough. like the oil industry or really any commodity. You got to think of uh, you know roofing products as more or less a commodity. Um, they're able to manipulate it when they want to. Not saying everybody does, but it definitely happens. The more you get into it, you can. Uh, the big the supply chain on it, everything changes. And you said that there's no real manufacturer particularly manufacture of shingles that's free from this. There's not like a, a really good, you know, white knight of the industry that's coming to sale. Oh, us. there is none at all. I wish it was cheaper to get into the shingle manufacturer and we would be doing it, but it is a very, very hard product to get into. Um, you have your main, you know, five to eight companies out there that control pretty much the whole shingle market. Um, but they all are doing the same thing, unfortunately. Um, I hope in the next few years, Maybe some of these big roofing contractors, somebody gets together and creates their own shingle manufacturing to counteract this. But until that happens, it's uh, not going to stop. And is there anybody, uh, like, maybe you could say it without saying it, that's like a particularly bad actor in this case or somebody that is a little bit more egregious? Is there any way to say that without Yeah, there is uh, one company out there, uh, pretty much uh, the biggest company in the United States, uh, each geographical area they have their own brand that's number one this one is number one in the most areas but it seems like whenever they start it everybody else follows their their lead the biggest, the biggest shingle manufacturer correct. correct okay so one of those big ones <laughs> i think we have to say um i wish i could say i just you know obviously i'm not like i'm not as spicy i don't really i don't have time for lawsuits, exactly you know um but nonetheless it's interesting that they're kind of leading the charge, the biggest brand. I mean, kind of makes sense there. What else? What else is on your notes as far as co covering this topic comprehensively? Um, I don't know if we got into uh, government policies, new code enforcement. Uh, that is another big price increase. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So you, you give us a little bit more details on that. How does that affect? Uh, so, for example, Texas has a new code they put out. Um, it's a wind rating code. Uh, most of the manufacturers did not have to change their product whatsoever. Underlayments did not have to change their product whatsoever. But what they did is they upped the price of their product because they're saying, oh, it's so much better. We have the new Texas code wind rating on it. By doing that, they're raising their price for not changing their product. So at the end of the day, you're paying you know, another 5% more. They're making another 5%. And for the end user, absolutely nothing changed on the product. There was a few products that were kind of subpar that did have to up it a little bit just to get that approval. But realistically, it is under 10% of the products actually had to change their product to get the approval. The other 90 just rose their price. And that's like, that's an example, probably not of like government bureaucracy causing price increases. It's more of an excuse for the manufacturer to say, this is why we upped our price. Like it's, it's not, I, mean, I guess I'm asking, yeah. which one is it? Is it because I certainly can always get on board with hating on the government yeah. for bureaucratic bullshit. But in this case, it's probably more of an excuse. Oh, most definitely it's an excuse. Um, this code was put in place for a reason, try to protect the uh, end user, the homeowner. You know, it's a good code they have that they put onto it. But for these manufacturers to be jumping the price for not changing the product whatsoever, because now they're in compliance of that code is ridiculous. I mean, it's uh, each yeah, quarter it's with uh, corporate America, they have to have, you know, that quarter has to be better than the previous. And they're going to use whatever excuse they have to do it. And they have been. Yeah, and half the time I'm like, I want to learn from corporate America, and then other, the other half the time I'm like, what, what is this? I mean, yeah. basically, up your prices when you innovate. 
That's what it should be. It should be if you're innovating, then you get to charge more because people want it more. Yeah, right? I mean, like, definitely. It is weird. I mean, another part with corporate America we didn't really touch base is uh, lean inventory and on-demand inventory. So a lot of these distributors, they're not stocking that much product. When you need it is when they order it to get it in. Reason why uh, they do that is they get their quarterly numbers to look a little bit better. Um, the downside is it is you're subjective to every price increase that comes forward. My thought on that, uh, the way we've ran Von Boxel is when the price is low, you load up, you buy a ton. I could care what less what the quarter looks. We need to look at the year, the five year. Um, through co That's a really good tactical tip. Yeah, it's, I believe that is one of the biggest mistakes that, uh, you know, on-demand inventory, lean inventory, I think that's one of the biggest corporate mistakes made, and everybody is using it right now, and it's the end user is the one that gets punished for it. But on their corporate books, yeah, their quarter is going to look a little better because they didn't have to buy, you know, X amount of product. So that is a, a huge issue. What would you say? That's a really good tip, I think, for the contractor, right? You're saying you could load up. Is there any other, like, kind of like last Last kind of couple tips to see if we could help a contractor here. Like I said, just a little bit, oh. right? Could we get a two percent decrease in prices somehow? We could potentially significantly impact. Exactly. I mean, if you're doing a contractor, you're doing you know even say three roofs a week, which you know for one crew is not bad. If you could uh, lower your cost on, for example, underlayment, you could lower your cost uh, twenty dollars a roll. There's sixty one twenty. You're going to be saving about eight hundred a week. There's 3,200 a year, you know, $40,000 a year, roughly, you're gonna be saving just by uh, lowering your underlayment at three roofs a week. I mean, that is huge, that's just one product. There's a lot of products you can do that with and still be in compliant with codes, still be in compliant with warranties. Um, definitely shop around a little bit, get the best price, just don't get the product the distributor says to get because they're there, they're convenient. There's ways to uh, save money. If you're doing three roofs a week, there's ways to save $100,000 a year on material cost, which, I mean, is major. You know, next year you can start another crew, go from there. But definitely shop around and don't take uh, distributor's word for it. Don't take my word for it. Uh, do your own due diligence. All right, Kyle, where can they check out your guys' website? Uh, you can check us out, uh, Van Boxel Building Supply. Uh, Facebook, we have a great one, or uh, vanboxelsurplus.com. You can check us out on there or even Google. Just type in Van Boxel, V-A-N-B-O-X-E-L. We'll pop right up on Google, uh, YouTube videos. Pretty easy to find. So we'll definitely help you out. And I'm excited. I already said this once on a piece of content, but I'm excited hopefully to get a, a pallet of underlayment with Hooks brand on it to get out to some, oh. some folks for creating content. So I'm excited about that. Um, and I appreciate you just joining and giving us the best of the best tips, man. Thank you for your time. Oh. And thank you, everyone, for watching. The podcast is put on by HookAgency.com. Hook Agency all over social media. And we're just grateful that people watch this. Please subscribe, like it, comment below if you're watching on YouTube. And we'll see you next week.